0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Friday, April 23rd. I'm Sweeney Murdy. The Yankees started off their eight-game road trip in Cleveland Thursday night with a victory, 6-3. Yeah, a lot better result than they had on that home stand. When you consider the Rays series and the Braves and the awful road trip before that, the Yankees really hitting the skids, starting off six and eleven. Well, now they're only seven and eleven, so it's not a whole lot better. It's going to take a while when you dig yourself a big hole like that to make yourself feel better about how you're playing and and where your record is. But uh, the Yankees are at least getting started on the right foot with a win that you know showed a lot of really good things. Domingo Herman overcame a A tough first inning with, guess what, some bad defense. Um, Yeah, that's happened a lot. Uh, Ended up giving up the three runs there and then nothing else. And while the Yankees didn't hit, you know, four or five home runs, this is kind of a victory for the people who want them to see the Yankees score in more varied fashions. But the bottom line was kind of familiar because what they did was put a lot of men on base. They had 11 base hits and nine walks, nine walks. Um, that's a little extreme. It doesn't usually go that high, but you had 20 base runners, six runs scored. Sure. You left a lot of guys on base. Um, a lot, you know, a base loaded situation again that didn't come through. And, you know, DJ LeMay, who's still kind of scuffling, although he did drive in a run with a hit hit another ball really hard that turned into a, a line double play. Um, but you got a big hit from Glaber Torres, another one from Rugnit Odor, Kyle Gashyoka got some big hits from the bottom of the order. Uh, you're going to take him any way you can get him. You take the wins any way you can get them right now. But that common theme that really leads to the Yankees breaking out offensively is putting guys on base. Um, and lots of them. Remember, the Yankees haven't been getting a lot of base hits. They haven't been getting drawing a lot of walks. Uh, they really haven't done what really lends them to scoring a lot of runs and eventually leads to the power. It's not like you have you know five or six or seven solo home runs scattered throughout uh, throughout a game to uh, to score runs. Most of these time, most of the times, uh, the runs come in bunches. And the home runs drive in you know more than one run at a time. And sure, the Yankees got helped out by some bad Cleveland defense too, returning the favor. But again, you'll take them any way you can get them at this point. And the Yankees needed that win in Cleveland. Um, it's I've said it before, the the glaring thing about the Yankees and why it's so troubling is that the offense was supposed to carry the team through the early part of the season to kind of cover their deficiencies and buy them time in order to fix them. I think, you know, if you even go back almost every year, the Yankees know they need pitching and it's something that is evident, maybe throughout the winter and the spring and the Yankees are in first place in June and you're still talking about pitching. Well, it's, it's just simply about buying you time until it becomes available to you. And that's usually, you know, in July as you get closer to the trade deadline than at the trade deadline in July when action is spurred. It's not, you know, it can't be one-sided. You know, the other teams have to be willing to part with their players too. And you're trying to find the common ground, uh, not overpay, things like that. Um, and the other team is trying to make their best deal. But what the Yankees' offense has tended to do is it hides the other problems. Uh, It hides the fact that you need a pitcher. Because, okay, maybe in April and May you're winning games with eight or nine runs. You know you need better pitching to get to October. And you're just waiting to find some time to go shop for it. Uh, Defensively, it's... It's Maybe it's the same thing. And listen, and you can, you're you well, very fair within your rights to say these are problems that should have been addressed in the offseason, not now. Um, but the way the market shapes up, the Yankees make certain choices and you end up saying, okay, going to have to figure this out later because it's not working now. Um, is that a strike against Brian Cashman in, in his front office? Yeah, you could can, can say that um because it's a common theme it happens a lot where they're not able to procure all the pieces they need and they go into a season kind of still looking for them and I, I guess you could say that's true of a lot of teams nobody goes in with a perfect roster um but that one theme is true for the Yankees and in the last few years it's pretty evident that they have relied on their offense to out hit their pitching mistakes and buy them time to acquire a better roster well, when you start out losing the way you did, when the Yankees lose six of their first 17 games and lose them in a fashion in which it's almost all offensively driven, well, it's going to shine a little bit more of a spotlight on it. And I know some of the starting pitchers have been bad um, and they haven't given length, but a lot of that is covered up if you know the Yankees are scoring more runs. Um, You know, you're probably going to have a theme of an overworked bullpen because of how often you go to the relievers and the starters are only going four to five innings a lot of times. That's that's something that's been kind of normal the last few years, especially early in the season. Uh, and again it's the offense that covers that up and when you've got five six seven eight guys that just aren't doing anything on a given night it makes it hard to do that Um, that's that's kind of the design to get you through the first half of a season and and fix your roster as you go and the early part of the season hasn't provided that I think You hear the refrain, the Yankees believe they have a lot of guys who are very capable hitters, and this will turn around. And they say that because they're healthy. You know, a lot of the issues before, you know, Stanton getting hurt, Judge getting hurt, well, both those guys are healthy um, and haven't taken off Judge in spurts, but not really. Stanton, not at all. D.J. LeMahieu, well, he's been almost the MVP for a couple of years, right? So one of the best players in the league really has a hard time getting going. you got to believe he's going to get going at some point, Uh, although he's hitting a lot more ground balls and pop-ups than he ever did. He's seeing fewer fastballs, a lot more off-speed pitches, and – Timing all that up and and getting back to being the line drive hitter that he is, uh, that's taken a little bit longer than the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, you've heard Aaron Boone say, I believe in these guys. Well, you know, he believes in the track record, the back of the baseball card, those guys I mentioned, Glaber Torres, um, people like that as well. So um, that's not new. You know, if you recall, Joe Girardi used to say that a lot too, and he had rosters that had a lot less ability Uh, In certain years than this one does. And he would constantly have faith in his guys to pull him out of it. And sometimes it didn't work, but you weren't going to hear him deviate from that message and Aaron Boone's not deviating that from now from that now. And Joe Torrey used to rely on that too. You know, if you go back to certain years, there were a couple of years, 2005 and 2007 in particular, when his team was struggling uh, to stay over the 500 mark deep into the season, you know, June and July, and his team was really not firing yet. um, He, he talked a lot about track record and trying to move forward. And they made some moves along the way. And uh, in some of those years, they managed to, well, in all those years, really, with Torrey, they managed to get themselves back over the hump and get to the playoffs. So hearing that refrain from the manager is is very frustrating when you see a team lose, but it's not new uh, around here. It's been a long time since you see you know uh, managers and coaches in any sport really throw guys under the bus like that, uh, especially baseball managers, and the guys in New York have not done it for a very long time. Um The one thing that is troubling here, when you hear people talk about the idea that, uh, you know, it's early in the season. And if this happened in June or July, uh, it wouldn't be quite the same as the same attention to it. And that's absolutely true. But there's a difference between struggling for five or ten games at the start of a season, when you know how short a sample that is, versus, you know, 15 to 20. Um, And it, it just, it adds a little more bite to it when you get into you know 3 weeks into the season which is where we are now and you're still seeing a lot of guys scuffling and struggling to put it together um, a week into the season, ten days into the season, all the start and stops after opening day, and then a day off, and then some rainouts, things like that. You know, that's that's usually a hard way to measure a team coming back from Florida, getting going early part of the season. A five or a ten game stretch doesn't really say a whole lot. But when you're you know close to the twenty game mark and you're still finding some of these issues, and the guys haven't been out of it, then you know then it draws a little bit more attention to it because a twenty game stretch in June is is very troublesome but the bigger part of that is when you struggle in june it's because you know you've had some success in april and may and you've played well for an extended period of time and you can say okay listen we played well for you know for a while and now we're scuffling a little bit when you when you struggle 15 games 20 games into the season at the beginning of the year the question you have to answer is when was the last time you did play well for an extended period of time? And that was a long time ago because now you're going back to last season. If you're the Yankees, last season was weird. Everybody's season was weird in 2020. So think about going back even further into 2019. Now it's been a really long time since you played consistently well, consistently well. So that's why this early season slump, although manageable and yes, able to climb out of when it, extends as long as it has that's why it becomes troublesome because you are very far removed from the last time you played consistently good baseball and it's not just the even though this is still a very small sample and you know regards to the 162 game season it's a lot different than you know being six or eight games into the season and saying that you're scuffling Uh, you heard Aaron Judge maybe the other night Uh, after that uh, loss to the Braves, he said, we don't need to make drastic adjustments. Just keep fighting. That, um, You know, that's hard for fans to hear, too, I know, because you want people. I mean, I think all of us in our daily lives are inclined to try to figure out how to change things when something's not working. You know, when we have something that's bothering us, you don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Right. Definition of insanity. Right. Well, baseball players are not really trained that way. They're trained over the course of a long period of time, over the course of a long season to stick to their routines and trust that their processes are working And that if they put in the good work and put in the good routine, that eventually things will turn for them because it has in the past. But again, as I just said, sometimes now you look back and that good work that you did is really a long time ago in the mirror. And you have to... um, you have to th- think about you know how how long it's been since you felt this good. So that's a that's a hard thing I think to wrap your mind around sometimes when you think about what the players go through. But you know, I, listen, I have a friend who's a football coach who said you know you know and he's a he's a big Yankees fan. So he talks to me during the course of the season and t- course of games. And as much as he loves baseball, and knows the game, you know, there's a part of him who doesn't understand the uh, the coachability factor these players because in football you bench a guy you take him out and you make him earn back his playing time well you have a week in between games to make those kinds of assessments and adjustments you don't have that kind of time in baseball and your star players you can't afford to be just taking them out of the lineup uh, for extended periods of time you've got to you know pump them up mentally put the work in and then go right to it and trust that their ability comes out eventually so uh, that's kind of what happens when you're seeing guys struggle consistently in the lineup and you know frankly there aren't a lot of options when you're only carrying a few extra players on the bench these days and carrying 13 pitchers it doesn't lead you to a lot of options you know the biggest thing for the Yankees is their main guys have to hit you know you can talk about trying to do different things but if DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge especially if those guys don't hit consistently well you know where are the Yankees going exactly? Glaber Torres is one of their their brightest stars and uh, one of their best offensive performers. Especially when you put him in the you know the bottom in the middle or the bottom half of the order for um, for that kind of production, you know that's that's invaluable to any team when you get that at that part of the batting order. Especially these are the star players. You know, you don't have better players than this. Uh, You can't just replace these guys. These are the guys who have to be in the lineup and perform. Um, And I've repeated this quote constantly since I first heard it about, let's see, this would have been about maybe eight years ago now. John Daniels, the general manager of the Texas Rangers, uh, was asked about uh, losing Nelson Cruz because of the biogenesis scandal and the suspension that cost him the second half of that season and John Daniels said, there is no contingency plan for your best players. And I, I was floored when I heard that, and I, I vowed to remember it, and I have. Eight years later, I repeat it quite often. You do not have contingency plans if your best players are not going to perform. Whether that means that they're out for injury or just not playing, you don't have people equal to their ability to stick in the lineup and perform to the same capabilities. That's just not how you know, teams are built or designed. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes a Miguel Andujar gets hurt and a Gio Urshela pops in. Um, that's not always the case. It's not expected. That's really luck more than anything else. But your main guys have to perform, and if they don't, you really can't use other solutions, and other solutions are only masking agents. You're talking about trying to win with your A-list players. That's what every team tries to do, and if you're not able to do that, it, it's really an uphill battle, um, and that's what the Yankees are fighting right now is trying to keep their A-players um, you know, mentally straight so they can go out there and not too beaten down and figure out how to turn things around. Maybe some of that started Thursday night in Cleveland. We'll see. It's not a straight line. That's the one thing you know. Nothing in this sport is a straight line. It doesn't just keep going up, 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 and up. It doesn't keep going down, down, down. Uh, There's a lot of ups and downs during the season. We'll see where the Yankees are. Reassess here in a couple of days, and they'll go to Baltimore in a few days. Maybe that'll get them healthy. It probably won't settle anything for fans who've watched this team struggle and seeing them beat Baltimore next week if that's what happens won't really answer any questions but getting some wins getting some hits some home runs uh, and getting the record back into something respectable that's going to help the team mentally and uh, we'll see if they're able to do that over the course of these next several days. A good start to the road trip with the 6-3 win over the Indians Thursday night in Cleveland. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. Twice a week, you'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports. Of course, you can listen to us on WFAN. Follow along on WFAN.com, the Odyssey app, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at YankeesWFAN. I'm Sweeney Murdy